It's January 17th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. China's population has fallen for the first time in 60 years, with the national birth rate hitting a record low 6.77 births per 1,000 people, according to the BBC. The population in 2022, 1.41 billion, fell by 850,000 from 2021. China's birth rate has been declining for years, prompting a slew of policies to try to slow the trend. But seven years after scrapping the one-child policy, it has entered what one official described as an era of negative population growth. This matters because China has to modernize before their population ages or risk significant problems with pensioners and a slowing economy. Demographics are destiny economically, and with the Communist Party's grip on power tied directly to economic growth, this is a story worth keeping your eyes on. The Kyiv Independent is reporting that the U.S. has stepped up its training of Ukrainian soldiers to teach military tactics at an American base in Germany and instruction on how to operate a complex air defense system in Oklahoma, military officials said yesterday. The training in Germany is aimed at studying complex military tactics that could improve the ability of Ukraine's army to launch new offensives and defend against Russian attacks. Around 500 soldiers will receive what the military calls combined arms training in southern Germany, according to the defense official quoted by the New York Times. Meanwhile, around 100 Ukrainian soldiers arrived at Fort Still Training Base in Oklahoma yesterday, where they will be trained to use the Patriot air defense systems. The prospects of a renewed truce in Yemen have grown, according to the United Nations Special Envoy for Yemen, as regional and international diplomatic activity to end the country's eight-year conflict intensifies. Al Jazeera is reporting that a UN-backed truce initially took effect in April 2022 and raised hopes for a longer-term pause in fighting, but it ended on October 2nd after just six months after the Houthi rebels who control the capital Sana'a and much of northern Yemen refused to agree to a further extension. Despite the absence of a truce extension, fighting has not escalated. The war has killed more than 150,000 people, including 14,500 civilians and 233,000 people were killed from indirect causes like famine. Elsewhere, Reuters reports that Peru has extended a state of emergency for another month in the capital city of Lima and two southern regions where deadly protests against the government have sparked the country's worst violence in 20 years. Peru first announced a month-long nationwide state of emergency in mid-December shortly after demonstrations broke out over the ousting of former leftist President Pedro Castillo, who had attempted to dissolve Congress and rule by decree. 
More than 40 people have died in violent clashes between protesters and security forces since early December. The extended emergency measures signed by President Dina Bolarte late on Saturday, which grant police special powers and limit freedoms, including the right to assembly, apply to Lima and the southern regions of Puno and Cusco. According to Deutsche Welle, the trial in absentia of Belarusian opposition leader Svetlana Tikhonovskaya opened in Minsk today, state news agency Belta said. According to the report, she faces charges including high treason, conspiracy to seize power, and creating and leading an extremist organization. Tikhonovskaya ran for president in 2020. Although the Electoral Commission in Minsk announced the victory of long-standing strongman Alexander Lukashenko, Tikhonovskaya and her supporters alleged that the results were fraudulent. Following the election, she fled to the Lithuanian capital of Vilnius and became the head of the opposition in exile. On Monday, Tikhonovskaya told the Reuters news agency, quote, In Belarus, there are no honest trials. We live in absolute lawlessness in our country, so tomorrow's trial will be a farce and a show, but not real justice. In a statement posted on Twitter, Tikhonovskaya called the charges against her the revenge of a pathetic dictator who lost power. Belarus needs real justice, not a puppet show, she declared. The Guardian reports that a drive by the Kenyan government to kill up to 6 million red-billed quelia birds that have invaded farms will have unintended consequences for raptors and other wild species, experts have warned. The continuing drought in the Horn of Africa has reduced the amount of native grass, whose seeds are quelia's main food source, causing the birds to increasingly invade grain fields, putting 2,000 acres of rice under threat. About 300 acres of rice fields have been destroyed by the birds. The spraying of fentheon has been the method of choice in fighting the pests in Africa, but the chemical has been described by researchers as toxic to humans and to other non-target organisms. According to reporting from the Straits Times, an elite Bangladesh police unit is engaged in rampant extortion, harassment, and wrongful arrest of the Rohingya refugees it has been tasked with protecting, Human Rights Watch said earlier this morning. The armed police battalion operates in camps housing nearly one million members of the stateless minority, most of whom fled neighboring Myanmar after a military crackdown that is now the subject of a UN genocide investigation. But refugees and humanitarian workers told the New York-based watchdog that safety had deteriorated after the unit took charge of camp security in 2020, with some Rohingya telling the AFP abuses had become a regular occurrence. Police demanded hefty bribes of refugees under threat of arrest, Human Rights Watch's report said adding that families were often forced to sell gold jewelry or borrow money to free unjustly detained relatives. The rights group 
said it had spoken to dozens of Rohingya refugees living in the sprawling and overcrowded camp network in the country's southeast, documenting at least 16 cases of serious abuse by the armed police battalion. In lighter news from the UPI, the Chester Zoo in Cheshire, England, announced the birth of a critically Western endangered chimpanzee. The zoo called it the world's rarest chimpanzee. In a tweet, world's rarest chimpanzee born, proud mom Zizi safely delivered her tiny baby boy after an eight-month pregnancy. 80% of Western chimpanzees have been wiped out in the wild, leaving them on the brink of extinction. The chimp, which is yet to be named, and its mother Zizi, are said to be in good health following his delivery on Friday. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>